that is holy, just as he is holy. Uh, To live a life of holiness means that we live a life in surrender to his will. To live a life of holiness means that we live a life of obedience to his commands. To live a life of holiness means that we walk the path that he has paved for us. It means that we uh, trust in the Lord with all our heart. We don't lean on our own understanding. In every way, we acknowledge him so that he might make straight our paths. It means that we... um, uh, yield ourselves to the Spirit so that we might walk by the Spirit. It means that, that uh, we uh, crucify sin in our life. We kill it at first breath so that we might repent our sin and come into uh, that once again intimate fellowship with our Father so that we might be holy even as He is holy. What causes you and me to be unholy? What besmirches the name, the honor of God, it's when we walk in a way that's inconsistent with God's character. It's when we walk in a way, live in a way that is inconsistent uh, with His holiness. Just as He who called you into His family is holy, you and I must also be holy in all our conduct. Can I humbly suggest that part of effective praying is praying, God, if there are blind spots that I have, places in my life where I fail to see how I am not living up to your holiness, if I have those blind spots, will you take away the blinders so that I might see every place that, that um, is a shadowy spot of unholiness in me? Would you have the courage to pray? Because that's, that's part of effective prayer. Effective prayer is, God, help us reflect your holiness in the character of our lives. Now, this is not talking about perfection, but it is certainly talking about uh, the process of confession, repentance, and sanctification, being made holy. I really do believe that if you're a follower of Jesus, you want to be holy even as he is holy. Um, But effective prayer is acknowledging that there are times and seasons when we fail to live up to that holiness, that there are places in our character that do not reflect or refract the holiness of God. Therefore, we come and we say, God, hallowed be thy name in me. I pray, O God, that my character might reflect your holiness. And by the way, that's that's a sure pathway to a satisfied, joyful life. So the first thing we pray is we pray uh, for God's holiness to be reflected in our character. The second thing, hallowed be thy name, teaches us is that we're praying for God's name to be honored in our lives. And many ways, that's the same thing, but I don't want us to miss hallowed be thy name. All right, so the name of God is, um, in Old Testament mind, it's the essence of his character. The name is not just um, a surname that we pick up. It is the very person himself. Uh, So when we say hallowed be thy name, we're saying, God, uh, that, that your name would be honored in how I live my life. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, 
really verses 12 through 17. Now, Colossians 3, 1 through 3 is, uh, is a great passage. It says, uh, set your mind on things above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, we will also appear with him in glory. Then, beginning in verse 5, um, uh, uh, Paul is writing to the church at, at Colossae, and he's saying, hey, listen, there are some things uh, that you need to take off. There are certain um, aspects that lack holiness that you need to stop. Um, and all of those are relationally uh, connected. And then, beginning in verse 12, he says, now here are the things that you need to put on. Here, here are the, uh, the clothing of, of, of a follower of Jesus that's honoring God and honoring his name. Uh, and, and he concludes in verse 17, Colossians 3, 17, here's what he says. He says, uh, whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of of our Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to, the God, uh, to God the Father through him. You see, our prayer, Father, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, it's a prayer for us, whatever we're doing in word or in deed, to do it all to honor the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you living for the honor of his name uh, to, uh, in, in, in word and in deed? Uh, you, you might say, well, how would I honor uh, Jesus in word or in deed? Look at verses, Colossians 3, verses 12 through 14. He says, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved. All right, so, so here's who you are as followers of Jesus. He says, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, Bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. And above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. So uh, here's what he's saying. If we're going to honor the name of God in our lives, in word and deed, a lot of that's going to have to do with how we relate to other people. Now, I want us to just to lean in here. See, I think we all know the habits that we need to get rid of, the habits that dismantle holiness in our lives. We know about that, I think. Uh, we, we know about uh, certain aspects of, of, uh, of our daily routines or thought process that, that uh, dismantle holiness in our life and besmirch the character of God. Don't live up to hallowed be thy name. Uh, but I wonder if we realize that our relationships with other people are the, uh, carry that same kind of weight. That, at least in Colossians 3, hallowed be thy name is reflected in how we relate well to those around us. Are we honoring the name of God by how we relate to others? Again, we... We've talked about this and don't want to beat this horse too much, but you know we live in a very uncivil time where people feel free to just vent all kinds of anger and hatred and all kinds of things toward other people. And, and the truth is, uh, servers at restaurants are recipients of it. Uh, the people at the counter of airlines are the recipients of it. You know, pastors, we've been, we've been recipients of it. And, and people just mad and mad and become mean. But if you're a follower of Jesus, it should not be that way. And not that you don't get mad, it's just that 
you know that a core conviction of your life and mine is to honor the name of the Lord in how I live, and that includes how I relate to other people. So as we're looking at this passage, just just consider this. Am I, have I put on love as the bond of perfection? Am I loving others? What does that love look like? Well, it's compassion, tender mercies in New King James, compassion. Compassion is love's response toward others, especially in difficult times. You know, think about Christ's love for you. Are you responding in a way that shows compassion to others, even in difficult circumstances? Tender mercies, kindness. As God has been kind to us, we should be kind to others. Kindness is the response of the hand to the needs of the other, including a generosity of spirit to help in, uh, uh, when someone's in need. Am, am, I, am I loving others with kindness? Humility. Humility is a proper estimation of myself, knowing that we're never too big a deal to serve others uh, or to humble ourselves before others. Can, can I tell you something that irritates me? The people, uh, when you're going on a flight, it's the people that, you know the rule at the end of a flight. So you get on, you wear the seatbelt, and you're wearing a mask, and you, you come and you take the flight, and then you land and um, you're not supposed to unbuckle the seatbelt or stand up until the seatbelt sign is turned off. The seatbelt sign is not going to be turned off until the plane rolls up to the gate. The gate comes and the door gets open. But, but here's what happens. There are people who think that that seatbelt sign it just doesn't apply to them. And so when the plane lands, they in their mind think that they're such a big deal that they can ignore the rule that everybody else on the plane has to follow. You don't get up from your seat until the seatbelt sign goes off. Guys, that's just pride. And yet some of us, maybe it's not flying, but in other places, we have that same kind of arrogance and pride. And pride is unloving toward others. It's the opposite of being loving toward others. Pride is setting yourself above others. And and when we walk in pride toward others, we dishonor the name of the Lord and how we're living. Meekness. Meekness is considering others um, and, and really just letting go our rights in order to bless them. Meekness says, I'm going to put you before me, and it's going to be okay. Long-suffering, patience. If you have to deal with me on any extended period of time, you know that you've got to extend patience. Uh, Patience is long-suffering. It's it's bearing up under the weight of another. Uh, In all their idiosyncrasies and, and their behavior, it's where you put up with it, and you do it in love. It it's being patient, and it's also forgiving. See, all of these are ways that we um, reflect appropriately the holiness of God toward others. Here's how we honor the name of the Lord in our daily lives. There are other ways, but this is just part of it. So when we talk about this, hallowed be thy name, Instead of high-sounding words and phrases, it gets down to the brass tacks of how we live. We're praying, oh God, help for me 
to reflect your holiness in my character. And even now, if there's some pieces of your life or mine that don't reflect the holiness of God in our character, will we confess it, crucify it, and return to a holy way of living? Be holy even as he is holy. But it's not only we're praying, God, help for uh, us to reflect your holiness in our character, but it's also we're praying, God, help for us to honor your name in how we live. That in word and in deed, we would honor the name of the Lord Jesus. And that's reflected in a lot of different ways, but it is reflected here in Colossians 3 in how we relate to other people. Today, my prayer for us is that we would pray, oh God, help us. Reflect your holiness. Honor your name by how we live. Effective prayer is focused on God's holiness and ours as well. So today, let's live for God's honor. Let's give ourselves for God's fame, and let's ask God to help us do it. Oh God, hallowed be your name. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, infinitely above and beyond all that we ask or imagine, according to the power at work among us even now, to him be glory in the church, in my life, by Christ Jesus, to every generation, forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Good evening.